Welcome to Torah Imecha Nachyomi with the OU Initiative. My name is Marcy Stern, and today we'll be studying Sefer Hosea, Perak Yud, Chapter 10. In Perak Tet, the Navi began by beseeching them, Al Tismach Yisrael, do not rejoice, Yisrael, because Ba'u Yemei Hapkuda, Ba'u Yemei Hashilum, the days of retribution and payment have arrived. It is not a time for levity, but of mourning. It is true that there was a time that B'nai Yisrael Chavivim, ever so dear to Hashem, when we followed Hashem into the Midbar, the desert, and were Ka'anavim Bamidbar, Kivikura Bite'ena, like lush grapes found in the desert and ripe fruit on the fig tree. But we alienated Hashem from, from him uh, with the sin of Baal Peor, and Ephraim continues to do so, acting like those at Giv'ah and sinning at Gilgal. Yisrael will suffer tremendously for their sins. Hosea describes all too vividly the death of their children, the future of our nation, and their ultimate going into exile. Hosea begins Perik Yud by using this familiar mushal that we just learned in Perik Tet about the grapes, and following a similar mushal that is so famous from Yeshayahu Perik Hay, Shirata Karim, the Song of the Vineyard. There, Yeshaya describes how Bnei Israel compared to the grapes that the vineyard owner, Hashem, has meticulously cultivated in the hopes of producing the finest, most unadulterated grapes. He hopes for the finest, most exemplary product, but the grapes are rotten. So too here, Yisrael are called Gevin cake. A, a vine empty of the expected lush fruit, its growth cast aside on the ground. Hinei Yisrael hu kegevin po cake. It is dried up. Mibli retivut v'lachut, says Mitzudas David. It is devoid of any moisture. Kenhu mibli Torah v'yira shamayim. So too Yisrael is without Torah and fear of Hashem. Their hearts are separated from Hashem, as the Pasuk says, Pasuk Beis. Chalak libam, ataya eshamu. They separate from Hashem, and so all the blame now will fall on them. Rashi brings a very interesting Nedesh um, Gaza, where he says, Gadal ha-shalom sha'afilu Yisrael ovdei avodat elilim v'shalom b'nehem ein ha-satan mekatreg b'nehem. We learned this already, that how great is peace, that even if you are Oved you do idolatry, but there is peace amongst you, then the prosecutor cannot prosecute. As the Pasuk we learned in Perak Dalit said, they gather together to do Avodah leave him. But... Sanui hamachloket, how great is machlokes and divisiveness amongst people? Shene'emar, as it says right here in our parak Pasuk Beis now. Chalak libam, they started to be dissentful amongst each other. They started to fight amongst each other. Yesh pitron satan And so now they will be blamed and everything will fall. In the next Sukim, the Navi describes the collapse of their religious and political institutions, the destruction of the Bamos and their idols on one hand, 
and the downfall of the kingdom of Israel on the other. First, the, uh, the altars. Venishmedu bamot avon. The bamos of Betel will be destroyed. Kotz vedardar ya'alel amizbechotam. Thorns and thistles will sprout on their altars. Once the galus comes, no one will come to serve them anymore. There will be just an empty, deserted place full of thorns, he says. And what is the cause of this? Who ya'arof misbechotam? Their sins. Who? The sins are that that is causing the desolation of the Mizbeach. You didn't listen to Hashem. These sins are the cause now for God to punish you. And what of Egledan Ubetel? What of the idols in that Yeruvim placed in the cities in the north Dun and down to Betel? The Pasuk goes on to say, Pasuk Hei, Le'eglot Beit Aven Yaguru Shchan Shomron. The um, neighbors of Shomron will be afraid because of these idols in Betel. Why? Because the idols will be taken into captivity. And then all those around will be afraid and they will say, if the idols couldn't protect themselves, how do we expect them to protect us? The Mitzvah explains. Ki aval alav amo, uchmarav alav yagilu, akfodo ki galamimenu. For its people will mourn over it, as well as its priests, who used to rejoice over these agalim, over the idolatry. For it has been exiled, and along with it being exiled goes all the supposed glory. What happened to these agalim? Pasuk Vavo tells us, Gam oto la'ashur yuval, mincha la'melech yarev. Along with the nation, will go the Agalim, these idols done and, and Betel. They will be brought as a gift to Melech Yarev, that is to Sancheriv. What will be with the Malucha? What will happen to the kings? And that the Pasuk says, Pasuk Gimel, Ki Yamru, now, when they go into the gullos, they will say, Ein melech lanu. What did we need this king? What did we need to go and want this malucha for ourselves? Ki lo at Hashem. Only Hashem helps us. And we didn't realize this. It's like vidoy. It's, this is like a, um, uh, 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 an admittance that they're going to make in exile. V'hamelech what did these kings do for us? What is Yeruvim and his whole Malukha? What did they ever do for us? They can't keep us and help us. It's only the Torah and mitzvot who can do it. Pasuk Zion, Nidmeh Shomron Malka, the king of Shomron, the king of Aseris Hashvatim is silenced. Keketsef Alpnemayim, like foam on the water. What's the nimshal? The Marbi cross says, nimshal la ketzev, it is compared to this foam, this, this, um, um, uh, okay, foam, shaholech alpnei tahom, that sort of rises above the waters. Lakan u it goes from one side to the other. 
Kamo Cain Yenavanad Bakalut. So too, all these kings and the descendants will just wander from Galus to Galus, from exile to exile. Who the Israel Emo, the king along with his nation. What will the reaction of Bnei Israel be to all this? That everything they depended on, their kings for help, the idols for their help. What will their action be now that it is all taken away from them? Bashna Ephraim yikach v'yevosh Yisrael me'atzato. Ephraim will be humiliated, humiliated that, his, that he worshipped something that was really empty and a non-entity. And he will be embarrassed that they followed the ideas of Yeravam to worship the Agleidan and Betel and not to go down to Yerushalayim. Before, if you remember from the other parakim, we talked about their, their lack of busha, their lack of humility. They acted like a zona when they went from nation to nation, from idol to idol. They were proud and they sinned in public and they, they, they were, had no, they're determined to, to show everybody that they thought they knew what they were doing. Now, humiliation. Now, the busha that they should have had before. To the point that the Pasuk says, Va'amru leharim kasunu. They say to the mountains, cover us up. Va'lagva'ot niflu alenu. And to the hills they say, fall upon us. We are so mortified. We don't want to be seen. We don't want anybody to, to know who we are and what we are. Because they finally have that realization of what they have done. Hopefully. The second half of Perak Yud centers around how Yisrael rebels against their mission of being Am Hashem, the nation of Hashem. In order to elucidate what our mission is as Am Hashem and how Yisrael abandoned this idea, Hosea used some of the most often used and famous Mishalim in Nach. Being an agricultural society, Bnei Yisrael were well acquainted with the acts of plowing, planting, and reaping and knew firsthand the effort needed by man and his animals in order to produce a crop of wheat, let's say, from a seed. A quick refresher course for all of us not so attuned to all of this. An animal was hitched to a yoke whose reins were attached to a plow. The farmer prodded the animal along the hard earth in order for the earth to be overturned and the impediments removed so that the ground was readied for the seeding and ultimately, hopefully, the reaping. Hosea begins using this type of mushal in, in Pasuk Yod Aleph. The Ephraim Egla Melumada, Ohafti Ladush. Ephraim, Yisrael, is like a trained calf who loves to thresh. Ephraim was like this cow that was trained by his master over and over again to pull the yoke and to, um, and, and, and to be choresh, to plow the field. He was trained in this, but he didn't want to do that, that, um, that deed. 
What did he want? Laman tochal min hadayish. What he wanted to do was spend time in the threshing field in order to eat the food that made him happy. Matsudas explains, what are we talking about here? Who is the master, master who trained the, um, the uh, parat, this cow? It is Hashem. Hashem is the master. And he says that, I taught you over and over to do the Torah and its mitzvot. And so that you would be able to get the schar. But no, you don't want to do the hard work. You don't want to do the maise. You don't want to do the deed. You just want to get the reward. You want to get the food. You want to eat from the threshing field. But you don't want to do the food, the, the um, actual plowing and doing the mitzvahs of the Torah. And the Rashi adds that what does the, the master have to do? Many times he has to hit the animal. He gives him Yasurim, he paints him in order to prod him on, in order to walk in the field and do the plowing. And Hashem said, I did that. And I tried to get you to understand how important it was for you to do the mitzvot and do that what you needed to be done in order to get your reward to do the deeds. But you didn't give in. You wouldn't do what you needed to do. Pasuk goes on, va'ani avarti al The master says, I stroked the good lines of the animal's neck. I saw that she had a good, fat, solid neck that was capable of carrying this owl, capable of carrying the yoke. And so too, Hashem is saying, I saw that you, Ephraim, B'nai Yisrael, were capable of carrying Ol HaTorah, carrying the burden of the Torah. You had it in you. And, and the Radaka adds that when he put the yoke on the animal, he never wanted to put the, the master, a yoke that would kill the animal, that would bend the neck, that would hurt the animal. And so too, Hashem understood what exactly we were capable of. He knew that our neck was strong and we could carry the old mitzvot and we could do that which we had to do, even if at times it was difficult. So the Pasuk goes on. Arkiv Ephraim, the Harosh Yehuda. I will harness Ephraim and make Yehuda plow. Hashem will not give up. And he expects from Ephraim and Yehuda to do that which they are trained to do, to upend the, the hard uh, ground, to allow it to grow. He expects them to be osake in Torah and mitzvot, to busy themselves with the Torah and its mitzvot. So that... The Pasuk ends, Yeshadeid lo Yaakov, that Yaakov will then be able to break up, break up, excuse me, all the dirt clods that are in the field after the plowing, to straighten them out on the field, to cover up the seeds so that the fruit 
will grow. Hashem prods them on to plow so that in the end the seeds will grow and that the mitzvos that they do will be able to produce for them much reward. The Navi gives, goes on, excuse me, to prescribe what the agala, what the cow, what, excuse me, the egla, I shouldn't say agala, that's a wagon, egla, the egla, the nation must do. What behavior is needed to correct their situation? And he continues with these mishalim of the field. He wants them to know that the plowing will not be for naught. Zir'u lachem litztakah, katsru lafi chased. Sow for yourself righteousness, and then you will reap according to kindness. Do the mitzvos. Once there is a land that is, is pliable, plant it with your mitzvos. Do the mitzvos. And then Hashem says, through the stuck and the righteousness that you do, I will give you, the Mitzvah says, I will give you a product. You will reap through my chesed, through my benevolence, way beyond that which you deserve for this righteousness. And then the famous, such famous three words, niru lachem nir, till for yourself a tilling, plow furrows, through the hard ground. When you, when, when you plow, the point is to get rid of all the roots and any types of impediments that are in the ground. And so what is being told to B'nai Yisrael now is, Hasiru me levavchem deot nifsadot vakosavot. Get rid from your heart all the negative, false, useless, dangerous attitudes and philosophies that can harm you. Behoresh, get rid of it. Get rid of that which are impediments. Radak goes on to say, it's a mashal, la'orreha levavot, to like wake up their hearts. Shikablu divreha tochicha, that they should accept all the musr that they are hearing from the Navim. You have to. It's hard to hear musr. It's hard to hear criticism. You have to be willing to dig deep down into yourself to uproot the propensities towards sin. That's the harishah. Niru lachem nir deep inside of yourself and get rid of that which is not allowing you to do the mitzvahs. That which is the kina, the jealousy, the hatred, the gaiva, the haughtiness. Sir may rava ase tov, get rid of the bad, niru lachem nir, so that the deeds of your mitzvahs can indeed grow and flourish. And it's interesting the Pasuk Yudbeis begins with the word zir'u, plant, so that then you will harvest, and then goes to the concept of charisha, of plowing, niru lachem nir.
okay? What does the Radak say? Why does it do it in that order? Really, we start at the opposite. Usually you first plow and then plant and harvest. Radak says something that's really, I think, quite remarkable. He says, once you have done your plowing and once you have done it properly and you have then planted and you have done your deeds and you have done your mitzvot and Hashem will then give you all the schar and you will reap all your good deeds, what does he say? V'achar shetik tzuru, after you do reap, Radak says, shuvu lach rosh od, continue to plow again. V'liz roa and plant. Klomar, meaning, lo tishko tu mima'asechem hatovim kol yamechem. We can never stop. We have to always keep going. No matter what, don't allow the Yetzirah to start creeping back in. We accomplish our goal, keep going, keep being plowing, keep planting. And the more we do this, it's a continuum, then there will be more and more harvest. As we know, Hazorim Bedima Barina Yiktsaru. But as we already know, B'nai Yisrael don't follow these instructions. And after he tells us how the Harisha can help us so much, Yagimel says, Harashtem Resha of Lasa Kitsartem. You plowed with wickedness. And so you will reap wrongdoing and iniquity. You thought to do bad, and so you planted bad seeds, and then you will reap bad. B'nai Yisrael weren't willing to put in the hard work, the necessary work that the Navi details for them. And so the parak ends on a sorry to say, a familiar note, the Sha'on Ba'amecha, and there will arise great noise in your nation, v'chal mitzarecha yushad, all your fortresses will be plundered. You have a misguided sense of security, the enemy will soon attack, and the, and the chaos will ensue. Thank you for learning today. L'iloi nishmas, Rivka Schwab, Riva Bas Alexander Center.